is John Dawson of Patio Daddio Barbecue in Boise, Idaho, and I've got it locked on the 50,000 gigawatt blowtorch of the internet that is Barbecue Central. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. But listen, Liberty, it's shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have salt men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolous show. If you missed the first hour, shame on you. You missed conversations with Malcolm Reed, who's getting ready for this year's Memphis in May. It was off last year, obviously, because of COVID. It is back on in a limited sense here because of COVID, but they are having it. 130 teams or less. Uh, I think it was 3,300 people uh, allowed in the roundabout. So we'll see how that goes. Malcolm will certainly win because he was on tonight. And we'll talk about his big win next month when he comes on to talk about winning the world championship finally and stuffing that in his hat. Still to come on the show this evening, Sam the Cooking Guy. Will join me for no less than two segments, and we'll talk to him about a bunch of live fire food. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. And you can also get live video streams of this show via Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show on one of those. You can also find it on YouTube slash RD Rempy, where there is chat as well. I'm not seeing any Facebook comments here on through my software. Who cares about that? But uh, there you go. Uh, don't forget, uh, episode 175 of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less will be showing up on your podcast feed this evening as well, or uh, this Friday as well. All right. Uh, without any further ado, we don't usually do this. Top of the second hour interview. Well, looky here. It's Doug Shining for Bro Cookers. Hey, Doug. He's he's entered uh, witness protection program. I'm here in his place. Oh, I see. That's right. Because as we all know, <laughs> last Tuesday was the debut of season two of American Idol's Barbecue Central Show edition, where we found one new singer amongst the bunch, Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah. The longest-running embedded correspondent, Doug, who is joining me this evening. Jeff Rice, returning champion. John Solberg from Michigan. Myself here in Cleveland, Ohio. And tonight is the results show. And as we look to the left and look to the right, well, it appears we only have one guest here this evening. (laughs) And that's Doug. Now, I would like to say... I live by a almost silent code, Doug, of give me an A or give me an F. And as we Uh start to look at what that means in relation to the voting for the American Idol's second season debut episode, the A 
was running away with it. Jeff Rice, far and away, far and away, number one. And it's like with a bullet, a G450, a takeoff. Uh, forget that. An F15 Tomcat, fully ballistic, afterburners running. I mean, he was just running away. Top gun. Top gun. Yeah. Uh, inverted with the middle finger, the bird. You know the finger. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, in the middle okay, tiers, Maverick. in the middle tiers, let's call us the three unforget or the three very forgettables: John, Rusty, and myself. I don't think I even got better than a second place vote, and maybe two. I was routinely third. And routinely fourth in everybody's voting. Rusty routinely second and third. John had a number of first place votes this time around. He was he was awesome. out. Was he was out the first week or he was out the first month he last was year? Out. Yes. Well, I'm glad you pointed these out. There's been a few irregularities in the voting, if I can say, oh. in last year's last year's American Idol really? and this year's American Idol. Oh, yes, right. yes. What do you mean by that? I mean, that? John, John, John is out last year. Yes. And he gets first place votes this year. John had first place votes, many first place votes. And many, I can say okay, many. I can say many because I didn't get one, so two would be many first place votes if you're asking me, somebody that didn't get one first place vote. But John got, I would say... Uh, so there were roughly 150 total votes, and each one of those vote tabs had you know, a list of five. And I would say he had easily 25 first-place votes. Oh, okay, so there were 150 votes, yes. and I got a vote. And so normally in an election, that's a tie. And so, <laughs> therefore, you'd have a runoff. I'm just saying. <laughs> Last right. year, Reiser. It's not an election. I'm just pointing out the irregularities here. I don't know. I think we're grasping at straws. So what What at the end, as we talk about give me an A and give me an F, Doug, Uh-oh. through no fault of your own, as, as we were saying that Jeff Rice was doing the Top Gun version of running away with it, you were doing, I guess, what was tantamount to the Hindenburg. You were on fire. You were racing to the ground. And then you hit the ground and somehow... Got to like the uh, the, the intercontinental shell. Uh, perhaps magma was uh, quickly approaching. I mean, you were hurtling to the ground, and I yeah, am I am unhappy um, to say, Doug, that you have put in a good bid. But we have to bid you a fondue this evening. But we thank you for the effort. And I don't know. I was, I was hoping. Yeah. Yeah. You were hoping sorry, to be out first week. No, 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 never, 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 never. No, I was hoping to kind of skate by the first week and not do the cheating of rapping or talking to a through a Johnny Cash song. Talk singing. Like Reiser, you know. And, you know, I talk singing, you know, et cetera. So (laughs) I I tried to kind of, you know, obviously I didn't choose the right song. I tried to choose a song that I could kind of sing, but kind of talk through too. Yes. Um, Obviously not uh, the right song. Look, for the so, folks that might have missed um, it and didn't get it in podcast, I'm going to give them just a few moments. Oh, uh, boy. Doug Shiding, I Can Mix a Drink. It's, have you ever heard of this song? Who sings Greg? this song? Uh, Chris Jameson, I think is his name. It's hotter than hell outside right now. It's a hundred in the shade with the sun beating down. 
forecast calling for some more of the same. Well, I can't fix that, but I can fix a drain. I can fix a drain. There you go. That's what Doug sounded like maybe, last. Maybe it was my fake twang or something like that. So I don't know. I, uh, when we were going down to Columbus on Sunday for the OBR oh, no. tournament, I played it for Marley because she fell asleep. She That was the judge that conveniently fell asleep last week. And so we played the oh, whole segment so me. she could hear all of the all of the uh, different songs. And she said, it sounds oh, like he's spicy talking. <laughs> spicy yeah. talking. You know, what like, kind of like, uh, I was like, does that mean like he's oh. like talking dirty spicy? And she's like, it just, it's just kind of a, you know, the, the way he sounds, he's like kind of talking spicy. But singing, oh. but kind of also spicy talking at the same time. So, well, I tried to throw in a twang in there. I guess I that wasn't good. Look, uh, in the anyway. at the end, the look, the judges that weigh in, they are as yeah. critical as it comes. They are as ebullient as ever. They will all be in studio next month. So it might be better just to cut your losses at this point instead of taking the monthly beatings that. Uh, we're we're going to be taking here, but uh, you're a competitor. You don't want to be sent out first. I understand that, and I respect it. Bullshit. I was going to sh- cheat next round. Yeah, we're cheating next round, damn it. We played fair this exactly. round. We're cheating next round. That's I, right. was, I, was, I thought I was going to skate by, and then that's yeah. when the cheating was going to start. Well, what can I say? Uh, karma must have known about it and caught up to to you before the cheating could commence which I fully encourage. I appreciate cheating as much as the next guy, Uh, but it's not going to be. So Doug, we uh, say, first of all, thank you because uh, again, the production value for everybody was so much better than it was last year. And the effort that you put in, Uh, look, we're not singers. It's fun. It's a little change of pace. Not everybody wants to do this. Everybody just kind of falls in line. Maybe that's all anybody does. They're like, you know, we just got to fall in line because he's not going to relent and he's going to do it. So we're just going to suck it up and do it. And I appreciate that, even if that's the case. But well, It you know. was better. Last year in the first round, you called me out. I had the transistor radio music and how I even got past that, right? <laughs> and so at least now this is like my second round in, in uh, GarageBand. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I, had a, yeah, I had a couple ideas for next round. But, right. uh, oh, well. So we'll see what happens. Never. But uh, if there is a episode or season three, you can rest assured that my longest-running embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding, will be there, no doubt about it. And, uh, Doug, I appreciate you uh, doing it again Season 2, and uh, thank you so much for participating. <laughs> Absolutely. Good luck. And how you're not second or third is unbelievable. Well, but, what can all, right. all right, there he is, Doug Scheiding, right. everybody, from Rogue Cookers and my longest-running embedded correspondent. Wow. Well, I got to say... I didn't see Doug going the first round, but votes cast say otherwise. So there were there were way more than I thought there were going to be, and they were very opinionated on ones and fives, twos, threes, and fours. Kind of jumbled. I never really bubbled up, but I was easily forget. I would say uh, we, John or Rusty and myself, I would say are solidly forgettable. John was John garnered first place votes, so he inspired some folks to elevate him. But Rusty and I were solidly forgettable, which I'll take. In the beginning, fine. I just want to get to the end and close. I don't care how I get to the end. I want to get to the end. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills before we entertain Sam the Cooking Guy. 
Two different models to choose from, a choice line and a prime line. If you want to save some cash, certainly up to you. Get the choice line. You don't need the tech? Fine. You don't get meat probes. You don't get Wi-Fi technology or app technology or anything like that. But you get a great cooker. You get a lot of space, especially with the Jim Bowie. If you don't need something that big, Daniel Boone is fine as well. Both of them accommodate the pizza oven insert. Now, if you want to spend a couple extra bucks, if you want technology that is leading the industry, then you want to get the Prime line, the Prime Plus, actually. The Prime Plus has peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber and the pellet hopper. It's got Wi-Fi technology. You can control it with an app that you download on your phone. It's got lights in the cooking chamber, so if you cook in exceptionally dark places overnight, hit the light button, and boom, you can see what's happening in that cooking chamber. It's very convenient. And it's really not that much more than a choice line. But it's totally up to you. Continuing to sell through a dealer network because that is the backbone of how they build their business. Find a dealer near you. Go to GreenMountainGrill.com. Use the dealer locator and then visit that dealer. Talk to them until you're blue in the face. They're fully educated. They will educate you. You'll get that cooker back to your yard. You will use it. You will be a success. And then you'll be the pit master and envy of the neighborhood. High fives and fanny slaps from the bros. Extra tight hugs from the ladies, gentlemen. You need to know what I mean by that. GreenMountainGrill.com is the website. That's GreenMountainGrill.com. They also have accessories there to complete your Green Mountain Grill experience. All you have to do is head on over to GreenMountainGrill.com and check it all out. We'll be back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Now's the time on the show where we get stuff away. It's free and you don't have to pay a thing. That's why it's free. Yeah. Oh, just when you thought the giving was over. Indeed not, my friends. For I have no less than two copies of Stephen Reichland's brand new book, How to Grill Vegetables. This is the live fire master who has penned yet another epic reference guide on how to do live fire cooking. Savory cabbage bulgogi, grilled vegetable paella, grilled red bell pepper and feta dip with plancha pita, just to name a few. If you don't know who Stephen Reichlin is, you're dope. Hey, you want to win this book? Fine. Send me an email. Be the first one in the subject line. Write Stephen Reichlin, and you got to spell his last name right or you're a loser. I won't take it, but you be the first one in. With an email, subject line, Stephen Reichlin, and spell it right. And you can win it. And yes, I'll autograph that one too. Alan said, please autograph my book. I will. All you have to do is send me that email. I'll autograph it for you too if you want. Good luck. And we'll see you in just one second. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. I know you guys are like feverishly hitting up Google trying to spell Reichlin correctly because you want that book. 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories to complete that Pit Barrel cooking experience. Whether you're a beginner or a professional, definitely a cooker you want to have in the backyard. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My next guest blowing it up all over the tubes with over, well over, and just shy of two, uh, 3 million subscribers eagerly watching his videos three days per week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And you can find him here once a month having live fire conversations. We race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. What's up, my friend? Hey. What's up, uh, buddy? Uh, I don't think your mic's on. What do you mean it's, it's not on? Hit your mic. Seriously? Hit your mic. No, that's not on. It's on for me. No, it's not. I'm getting your uh, I'm getting your webcam mic. How's that? Is that no, good? no. It's the you webcam mic. You're what? gonna you have to go into the settings and change it. I guess. Dude, I've already done this. I'm telling you, so I should not have changed. Piece of shit. Look at this. Let's see. First one in. Select a device. Wait. Select a device for sound output. Sure. MV7. Yeah. Yes. All right. Un uh, uh, disconnect and reconnect and see if that changes. No, no, no. I mean, like. No, uh, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Stand by. Wait. Now it's not, now nothing's there. Do you have this? You got this? No, it's still the webcam. But I think if you uh, if you disconnect from the the feed and then reconnect, that might work. Like hang up on you? Yeah. Just come back in. Uh, look at this. Lance Owen was first in. However, in the subject line, he put how to grill vegetables. I didn't say to do that. Lance, I said, write Stephen Reichlin, and it has to be correct. Come on, Lance. Tap the microphone. Nothing. No. You're telling me nothing? No. I don't know what I'm doing different this time from last time. I don't know. I, I think what you're saying is I sound like Sean Walshef. I was not going to say that. <laughs> yes, <you laughs> I wasn't. That. I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't. Right, this is pissing me off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know what to do, man. Tap the, uh, tap the mic thing aggressively on top. Oh, oh, all right. Say that again. Tap the mic. Tap the mic screen aggressively on top yeah definitely not definitely not well how could this be i don't know they're plugged into the computer <laughs> yeah check check see i don't hear my you hear me now no same I, right i almost hear like it wants to switch over but then it does is it competing with the microphone on your earbuds maybe no I plugged into this. Check, oh check. yeah, right. I see that. Yeah. So if I if I do that, does that help? No, it doesn't. Nothing. No. Oh god, I'm I'm sorry. It's fine. Look, no, it's not fine. Wall chef. It wants to fix itself. I can hear it wanting to fix itself, and then it just doesn't flip but it, over. But it's not. No. You want to like uh, do I a do full? I don't want to sound like this. I would rather not be on tonight than have this shit sound like shit. Hold on, let's relax just one second. I don't know. What you want to do? do Talk a, me through. You want to do a full reboot? Oh god! And the then computer? come back up. Yeah. 
it only take two minutes. I have yes. I have people to to um to yell at because they didn't listen to my instructions for. Oh, okay. Well, I, he's out. He's gone. All right. Now, let's go back over this. Uh, ooh. Well, gang, I have to tell you, he might be out for week or month one of American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition. But winning the book as a consolation prize for getting booted out this month, Doug Scheid. Dennis was right behind him. Lance Owen coming in uh, late, way late. But uh, Doug Scheiding wins Stephen Reichland. So, Doug, go ahead and shoot me your C photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wrote How to Grill Vegetables the first. You were way late after that, Lance. Too late. You're too late. You're on Hawaii time. You need to toughen up a little bit. You need to get out of your paradise mindset and get into we live in hell mindset where you can be tough and you can win. So, Doug, you win. Uh, send me your shipping info and in the subject line put uh, book winner number two just so I can separate you between you and Alan. And then uh, I do not have, many of you were asking if I have an additional uh, one of these, the uh, Malcolm and May koozie. Let me give a better shot of that. Uh, the Malcolm and May koozie. I do not have a another one of those. So Darwin Carlson is the winner of the Malcolm and May. How about that? And it looks like we'll have Robert Moss back on the show here in just a little bit. Which is going to be great. He's got some... Great topics that he's been talking about recently. If you're not subscribed to his Q sheet, you want to go over to his website, robertfmoss.com, and subscribe to the Q sheet. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's on. Now. I'm just fine. It's working. Yeah. There you go. All right. I now, guess you'll reboot. let's make sure Never. aggressively tap the microphone. There it is. All right. We're winning. More See? Look, I know how to fix stuff right you get all you were you know, getting all spooled up and i'm like hold on there's two or three things that we can try and i just want to make go. sure that your audience understands this Listen, oh right audio is important to you it's yes. important to me yes because i know how important it is to you yes thank you and i don't want to be an inferior sound guest on the program We've heard those people. It's not a good thing. Oh, right. Anyway. I want to give you what you expect. So now we're okay. All right. So you sound good. All right. Everybody take a breath. Deep breath. It must be chilly there in San Diego because you have a hoodie on. You're not not tacos no, hoodie. You know what? It's, it's ridiculous. It, look, I'll tell you what it is. You know what this is? You forget. I'm, it's, a t it's your barbecue t-shirt. That's what it is. It's my barbecue t-shirt. It's uh, 64 degrees in San Diego. With 64 degrees but here it, it just got, the, the wind came through a little bit. We're on the sixth floor. Yeah. Wind came through a little bit, and it, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, uh, you know. What do you uh, got there, buddy? You sell things from time to time. Uh, would you, uh, this, yeah. this, uh, by the way, this is not for sale. I think this is one of those promotional items. This is something that you would ever be interested in, something like this. A, uh, a, a Sam the Cooking Guy koozie. This is uh, Malcolm Reed. 
mm-hmm. having a little fun with Malcolm in May because, of course, we know the big competition is coming up Memphis in May that, Memphis, uh, that Malcolm goes to, so a little play there. Would you do that? Absolutely. I'm not really a koozie guy. I heard that. Yeah, so I think that's a no. Yeah, uh, Darwin Carlson actually just won this very unique oh. drink koozie. Hey. That'll be... I think I know Darwin yeah, Carlson. Everybody knows Darwin Carlson from Minnesota, right? Of course. Darwin? Of course. Yes, of, of course, course, of course. All right. Uh, so, Sam, did you happen to listen to the Kent Rollins interview that I did last week? <laughs> I did. Now, do you want to give me shit about not asking Kent about Skeeter in any form or fashion? No, I think that you've probably laid in bed at night and done that to yourself. All the conversation we had about who the hell was Skeeter and why was he... C blocking you from getting to Kent. I mean, come on. How do you not ask that question? Well, were you what? Was it his charming um, uh, out on the range accent? Why, you know, I, I, we all just, you know, that kind of thing. Is that you just were like, (sighs) you know, whenever you start the stereotypical southern accent. All I think yeah, about yeah. you doing is Paula Dean. I don't know why. <laughs> but like I think the first time I, I ever know. heard you do that, Paula Dean was in the news <laughs> and you were talking about how her kids needed to get off her tit at fifty years old or whatever <laughs> right. it was. But you Might had the hey, y'all, I may or may Paula not Dane. have said that. Yo, you said may or may not have it. Said I have it on that. audio. But so what so why didn't you ask the question? Was the question on your list? No. So what happened is through my due diligence and through sound checking. I was talking with Kent and his wife. I assume it was his wife. Maybe it was his daughter. Um, And I said, as we were getting through it, and I thought we were building a little rapport, I said, hey, uh, Kent, who's the Skeeter? And he just kind of chuckled, and he's like, oh, that's my father-in-law. He's like, uh, he's he's a, a really, he's a cowboy, and he's a really good cook in his own right, and blah, 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 and he helps me do this, that, and the other thing. So as soon as he said father-in-law, uh, that was it for me. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and, you know, say, well, hey, you know, Skeeter's, See, here's the, it, Skeeter's a little quick on the trigger, y'all, if you know what I mean. Can, can, you should have. Yeah, but why? Well, where, I had, where is but this? I had secured, it wasn't his priest. But I had secured the interview, and it was through Meathead okay. running an end around. So, like, why bother uh, badgering can I make a Kent? Suggestion? Kent might have never please, known please, about it. Listen, please don't talk to the guests before an interview next time. I have to check because that because that happens. Then questions come out that you ask, you get the answers to, and then you don't ask them. And all of your audience, all the centralites, are sitting here going, "He bitched so much about that freaking Skeeter. I can't wait till Greg hauls him <laughs> on the carpet and asks him about that." Yeah, but I mean, how do nothing. you think that question all would have came across? All you did was kiss his. How do you all think you did was kiss his country ass for the whole interview? Kiss his ass. No, his country ass. His country ass? Yeah. All wide, dusty ass? That's what country yeah, is, right? I didn't right? say wide and dusty. That's what the I country is. Country it's ass. wide and dusty. Um, There's nothing. I mean, do you where's, think... Where's the Greg? Where's the, the Greg that are, we Are like? you expecting that had I not done any pre-interview and I just would have risked that he sounded okay, that when we got through the introduction, I would have said, hey, Kent. No. Before we no, get into this, I'm let sa- me ask you, who the fuck is this Skeeter? Like, no, do you think that's uh, what, what I'm what saying happened? is absolutely do your pre-interview. Yeah. Of course. But limit it to sound. 
and what's the weather where you are and maybe what are you wearing? Can't. Is he wearing chaps? Does he wear chaps? Did you ever ask about chaps? No. I didn't. I'm saying just keep it to that. You know what happens. You talk to somebody, you ask them a question or two, and then you have the answer. Now you do not bring that question up in an interview. So, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, do you think my, do you think my questioning of Skeeter had I not brought it up or learned anything in the pre-interview or not read the book, which I did and found out in the book as well to confirm that it's his father-in-law, that I would have been aggressive or more aggressive with who's Skeeter line of questioning? I just think, I just think, uh. You, certainly, in the in the days leading up to the interview, I would have imagined you would have been slightly more aggressive about the Skeeter question. Yeah. Because you certainly were excited about who the hell is this Skeeter blocking me from getting to Kent Rollins. Yeah. And his little list of questions and, right. you know, yeah. who's your audience and how many people listen? What are we going to talk about? And how is that relevant to any guy? Look, you realize it was a mistake now. Let's just... End it. <laughs> All right. I've uh, made my point. Alfonso Franco in instant chat said, Sam is instigating a playground fight. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm not. Re- no, Alfonso, I'm disagree. not really. But isn't it? Look. Look, I agree. If 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 we had the interview or we had the, uh, the talk that we had and then Kent was on the week following that, mm-hmm. could have been a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. I was hot. I was offended. My ego was mm. hurt. All the things mm-hmm. that little self-centered. Whoa! I almost, I, I almost let the you know what word fly. No, uh, all no, those no, self-centered no, no. bags like me get their yes, butt yes, hurt over. Yes. But then weeks elapsed, and the pain subsided. And then Meathead did a thing, and then I, I felt like Meathead did me a solid. So I couldn't burn a bridge for Meathead by coming after Kent. So I just relaxed and played like a human, and that's the way it went. But, but I wouldn't have expected you to be a D-bag. I thought you would have just been like, I got to ask you a question before we get going here. Let me ask you one question. Who is this gatekeeper, Skeeter, that doesn't let anybody in without, you know, like a dozen roses or something? That's all I expected. All right. Let's Maybe move on. My fa- Let's move on. We're done with Skeeter already. I, tr- I tried to do that three minutes ago. Would you have any interest in going out with Kent Rollins? onto the plane for a two-week work and do chuck wagon cooking? Not in the least. Not in the least? No. What am I sleeping on a bedroll? I know they talk about a bedroll. I know what that is. That's like a uh, like a three-quarter of an inch piece of hard something on the ground, and you're using like your boots for a pillow. But what if he supplied you with a cot? Like sleeping accommodations off to the side. Do you have any interest? Or does that intrigue you at all to be a, a chuck wagon cook like that for Cowboys? Do you think it would work your culinary skills to any degree or not really? No, look, I think it would be fine for a couple of days, but two weeks? Well, and then longer. here's the problem. No. no. <laughs> I'm a city boy. Do you want to do that? Do you want to go out two weeks, sleep on the ground with rocks in your ass, and uh, being up at 4 a.m. so you can make coffee Kent Rollins' way that sounds, for like a I bunch mean, of cowboys. Look, I got to tell you. You like the sound of I that. would go for the coffee. 
He's yeah. got me hook, line, and sinker on the coffee. I've watched all the friggin' videos that I can watch on Kent Rollins' coffee. Great. Saw, okay, so look, you're the look, you're the guy, you're the guy getting up. You're the guy getting up at four a.m. to make the coffee for the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm getting up at four thirty anyway a, to run. And, and they, so yes, and they I would rather get up at four thirty. Yeah, that's whatever. cookie. Uh, no. And, yeah. no, no, no. I don't want to be up for. I don't want to do that for two weeks. All right. Are you in, intri- intrigued at the coffee at all? I'm a, I, I love coffee. I can make his coffee here. I don't need to be. Yes, I, I mean, like I don't mean 800 like, hours no. away from home. I don't mean go out and experience it. I'm like, what have you, would you like to try his method of coffee at your house? Yes, I would yeah. love to try his method of coffee. I would love to try his food. I would love to be out there in the open range. Dirt in my nostrils, hanging out, having fun around a campfire, cooking on cast iron and Dutch ovens and bearing junk in the ground. And, and I would love that. Two days, but two, two days. weeks, two or potentially more. No. Notice he doesn't do that anymore. Not all the time. Well, he's not a kid anymore, I guess. But what is he, like 70? I don't know. Something. Should I find it shocking that he has almost 2 million YouTube subscribers? You should not. No. Right. I think That's he does a great job. Yeah. I find him really in- entertaining, really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I do too. Plus, uh, yeah. I, I like the fact that he, uh, I think a lot of people would want to stereotypically take a dump on the fact that he uses a lot of canned stuff. But I, in the book, he does a really good job in explaining why that is, of course, because there's no refrigeration or... Of limited course. refrigeration, you know, if you're going to do steak or something, that's something you got to do in those first couple nights before the ice melts. Look, I, I came to um, uh, my early TV days using half canned-ish kind of pre-made stuff and half fresh stuff. Like what's I her name? She I made a, a career on that. Uh, Sandra Lee. Sandra Lee. Yeah. Oh, God. Semi-home. That's, that's a whole nother. Yeah, I don't want to even talk about Sandra Lee. Okay. She drives me insane, and I don't mean in a good way. Mm. All right. I don't mean in a good way. Do you think we're going to have we're normal TV in 10 years? No, I don't think so. Do you see yourself doing your we're show in 10 to... years? Maybe a different version of it. Definitely not a no. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I don't see a day when I'm not working. I really don't. Just because I, I you like it, mm-hmm. yeah, and it 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 feeds me. I've got to friends that say, you know, the day's coming. Yeah, look, I'm six. I'm getting. I'm sixty one. So, I've got friends that say, no, oh, no, the day's coming, and, uh, and I'm just going to stop. Yeah, I go, and then what? They go, oh, I'm just going to relax. I go, I guess that would be not relaxing for me. <laughs> I'd like working. I like what I do a lot. Yeah. And I would like to continue doing it. And so maybe the breaks get a little bit longer in between. But what are you looking at? Me? Yeah. Don't you worry about you me. I have many things head, like, going 16. on. I know, but I feel like we're having a conversation, except you're yes. turning your head to your left or whatever 13 <laughs> times in the last eight seconds. What are you, what's going on over there? I have a things that I have to keep track of. I'm not not listening. What would those, what would those things be? I have a, But you're not giving me your full attention. Oh, I know of course Alfonso I am. probably Of course I know I am. I'm fine. I'm having a hard time with this. Are you Did really? you look away this often with Kent? 
I don't even think I looked at the camera. I was too scared. You looked at the camera. No. <laughs> of course, you didn't ask him who the hell Skeeter was. No, why would I? It was it was very unnerving for me. Okay, once again, my insecurities are going to bubble to the top, and I'm going to say, is this conversation we're having yes. actually interesting for people? Yes, because now you just, it? what did we just learn about you? You're a guy I, who finds relaxation work? in work. I do. I, but, look, um, I'm I'm here to tell you, by the way. Yeah. I'm also a guy who likes to work. Uh, as I was telling Jess Pryles a couple weeks ago when she was on for her quarterly segment, and we'll actually get into some of the stuff we talked about with eggs and steak and whatnot. Yeah, I have. A you know, piece. I said, hey, you know, she's impressive to me because, uh, like you, you know, self-starter entrepreneur spirit um, likes to be her own boss and, and she's in charge of her. I'm not like that. I really don't mind working, being a worker, you know, like Howard Stern always says, like he, he likes to be working for somebody and, and he's not, I mean, he's his own yeah. business and all this, but he's ultimately, you know, he works for Sirius or he worked for K rock or whoever. You know, I don't mind working for Ohio Peterbilt. That's I, I enjoy that. That's fine for me. Um, and I don't want this rate, uh, this uh, internet show to be a single source of, of income. Like this is what I have to have in order to, to feed my family and make my bills mm-hmm. pay and all that. I don't, I don't want to do that. So okay. uh, what I think, but I think there's a, there's some kind of a weird stereotype or thought that, you, at some point, you have to not want to work. You have to want to be retired in a stereotypical way of not going to an office, uh, going to the McDonald's on the corner and talking with other schmucks about how the world sucks and it was better when you were 20, 50 years ago. And that's like whatever retirement is. But why? If you're proficient at your job, if you're doing well, if you enjoy it, if you're productive... You can make money, and, do, and it makes you happy. Why not work until you're dead? Who cares if that's I, what you I, want? The only thing that matters is that you do what you want. It's all that matters. You should be doing a job that you enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, you should find something else, or you should find a way to put in some of what you do like. Yeah. I said to Kelly I, the other day, you know, when I get old, too old maybe to do this or whatever, I, the restaurant stuff, whatever I do, I could actually see myself being one of those information people at the airport. I like to talk oh. to people. I like to help people. And I just think you need that stuff to keep yourself going. The people that stop, that cut it off, I've never read a study, but I imagine that people that do the complete full work stoppage, they're at home, they're, I don't know if they're playing cards or they're talking to their friends or I got to feel like their lives are going to be shortened somehow because they haven't kept everything upstairs just completely going. Hmm. And I don't want to be that. I want to be hanging on doing great stuff until the last day and then let a big let one of your big ass peter belts take me out maybe 
They could we do arrange them. that? They're heavy. They're yeah, heavy I'm sure. I can do it. I'm sure they could. In California sure might be could. one of the first electric vehicles. We could probably have that arranged, too. It'll yeah. be extra heavy. Love sure. the idea yeah. of that. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. say yeah. that um, because, you know, I watched my dad go through a retirement. Like, there was a mm-hmm. early retirement. He'd worked for Kodak for, you know, I think we talked about this last time. You know, uh, we didn't know we talked about this 25 off the phone. uh, Oh, yeah. Like on the phone. Just he he worked, uh, you know, and he he was like the prototypical, the traveling sales guy, then promoted to a region manager, then eventually promoted to national accounts and worked there for, you know, 30 years or whatever. I mean, it's just like unheard of nowadays. And then uh, his division got sold to some Canadian company. He was there for a couple of years. They offered him a early retirement package. Uh, It made sense at that point. There was a non-compete attached to it. He took it. And then as soon as the non-compete ran out, and it was like, I don't know, a cup of coffee to wait, he was back uh, back in it. You know, there was no uh, desire to really be retired at that point. And because then, he, he needed it. He wanted it. It fed him. Yeah, and I think there was, you know, uh, my sister was still in college at that point, so, uh, you know, maybe he wanted to work for, you know, for, for that kind of a thing and because uh, yeah. he had put us all through uh, college, undergraduate. And um, so... But then, like, uh, then he left there and, uh, like, tried to retire again, and, uh, and then he didn't uh, stay retired, and then he went back to work, and then he tried to retire again, and so it seemed like, but you know, by the time I heard it, like, which ended up being the last time, you know, I, I was like, well, look, if you're somewhere that you like, and you Who like cares? what you're doing, like, it, it, nobody should be telling you you're this age, you should retire now, or you need to enjoy these specific number of years. Because Look, I, I realize... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, who's to define your happiness? If if being That's a worker Look, is making you happy, then work. Here's the deal. This is, this is what life is. If it works for you, then why should somebody care? Why would somebody on the outside of my world care if if I I wanted to work until I was 90, if I didn't want to work, if I wanted eight wives, if I wanted to come home at night and put on a rubber suit, uh, a tight-fitting rubber suit? I did have a call. I, I did have a guy that I worked with once that apparently that was this thing I heard about a- after I left the company. But, but but what what I mean you want to have a same sex partner, you want to be transgender. What what why why would this why would somebody else's life bother me? If it works for you, then God bless you. Let that happen. We're all looking to be happy, and if whatever your thing is makes you happy, then let it make you happy. Yeah. I'm not getting involved in somebody else's nonsense. Let them do what they want to do. All right. Uh, there are no. There, you know what? There, there used to be this. You grow up. You go to college. You get married right away. You have two point three kids. Yeah. You have a job for the rest of your life, and that has changed so much. Yeah. There is no. You have to do this by a certain age anymore. All there is now is what you should be doing to make you happy is what you should be doing. Sam the, Sam, the cooking guy is joining us here on the show, and I'm going to place you on a brief hold, and when we come back, we'll actually talk about some 
steak and potatoes and eggs and hanger steak, which I believe is the new cut, the new popular cut. I mean, we don't know about it. We'll talk to Sam about it because he recently did a video on it. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. Primo Grill, singular. PrimoGrill.com is the website, a patented oval design offering true two-zone cooking technology. So you can push all the lit coals over to the right side, and you can have nothing on the left side. And the oval shape allows you to have a true two-zone cooking environment. More than 60 cooking configurations are possible, made right here in the States. Precision-controlled manufacturing and the highest quality ceramics used in all of these cookers. They have a new easy lift hinge, reducing the force to lift the grill head by 70%. It's going from a 35-pound lift to an 8-pound lift. Precision control top and bottom air, controlling, allowing for easy and accurate settings each and every time on that number scale. So instead of saying two finger lengths or one pencil width, you can just set it to a one, a two, a three, a four, or a five, both on the top and the bottom. Upgrade kits are currently available at your dealer, so you can go ahead and upgrade your existing Primo if you have one in the backyard. Visit your local dealer to learn all about the Primo cookers. PrimoGrill.com is the website where you can find a dealer locator. Primo Ceramic Grill is their Instagram and Primo Ceramic Grills on Facebook if you want to give them a follow or a like. And don't forget, they have many different sizes, the XL, the large. They have a portable unit. They also have a round one. If you can't get your head around the oval shape, you can only think about round, uh, round ceramic cookers, then they do have a round one as well. They have a ceramic gas grill, for crying out loud. Go to PrimoGrill.com, check them out. And we'll be back with more Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion brought to you by Smithfield.com. Through the grilling season this year, check out recipes from pitmasters like Chris Lilly and Darren Worth, or in a Cervantes. Mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork, quite simply, is some of the best pork money can buy. If you are a competitor, make sure you go over to smokinwithsmithfield.com and enter your first place pork and rib finishes. If you are a committed cook, that's smithfield.com and smokinwithsmithfield.com. We're back with Sam, the cooking guy. So, Sam, you recently did a steak, egg, and potato video. In, mm. a, in a few weeks back, as I had mentioned, I had newly minted quarterly guest Jess Priles on, and we talked at semi-length about a recipe that she devised a couple of years ago. It's in uh, on, on a recipe, and I think it might be in her book, a soft-cured egg yolk. In essence, equal parts sugar and salt, salt. separate the yolk from the uh, white, and then you drop the yolks in the mixture, cover it up, and then she said 16 hours later was the prime time to siphon it back out of the salt mixture and sugar mixture, rinse it off, and then uh, put it on the plate like a side, have a steak, and then uh, cut that yolk open, and it kind of oozes. It might be a little jellyish as it starts to before it comes up to room temp, and then you dip the steak in there, and you go in for a luxurious and sumptuous. Uh, whatever taste of egg yolk that would be. Yes. I find it hard to believe that it's going to be luxurious. Sumptuous. And listen, listen, I listened to the, uh, the, your, your embedded correspondence the other day. 
Oh, all right. I do think the opinion was was if I got it, maybe I got it wrong, but I think it was pretty much across the board. If you're going to have an egg, aside from Shiding, that's just a weird dog. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he doesn't like any kind of. He can only eat it. What, what was it? He can only have a scrambled egg. Yeah. yeah. Little Doug Shiding. He's like a three year old. I can only eat a scrambled egg. Don't bring me a yolk. And no hot dogs. If I'm going to have it, what? And no hot dogs. No. If I'm going to have a an egg with steak, it's going to goddamn be a runny yolk that's going to really add some luxuriousness to it. Hmm. Really is. The, the, something you can grate. <laughs> if you can grate it, it ain't runny. Yeah. If you can grate it, it ain't really uh, doing its egg thing. Now, that being said, you you sort of great uh, truffle that adds a luxuriousness. All right. I get that. but the, And I get that it would add some richness. Now, this isn't, richness, this isn't but, um, her her uh, her recipe wasn't taking it all the way to solid and then planing it, although she did mention that some folks have gone the extra mile to do that. But oh, hers, her, hers was her still runny. Uh, runny-ish. I don't know. I saw it. I didn't think it was runny-ish. It's not going to be runny-ish like you just cooked it in a pan. Runny jelly. Or... So look, John. John immediately took it to task. My Michigan oh, embedded correspondent. He not only did he take it to task, but he's like he's done like eighteen versions of he it. He phase tested it, so he took it out at twelve hour or ten hours, twelve hours, fourteen hours, and sixteen hours. And he said that ultimately it left him wanting, as you said, a hot a yolk. yolk, a hot yolk. Yeah, it's right. It's yeah. right. Or a poached egg. Have you done a poached? It egg leaves on a everybody steak? wanting that except little Dougie Shining. <laughs> he says none of that. <laughs> Get that weak stuff out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, are you? Uh, so, would you try the the cured egg thing, or you just know you would be wanting? So, why bother? I certainly wouldn't try it on a steak. I mean, uh, I don't look at a steak and then go, "Oh boy, by the way, hanger steak." Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would look at that and go. <laughs> I want something that's not quite liquid, that's little, not hard, that's kind of jelly. That's what is that? What does that even mean? Was it Jello? Egg Jello? I don't want that. <laughs> I would almost I want have the to try. Run, it, I want. Right? I, I want to take a piece of steak and and go like this through the egg yolk, yeah. break it, and as I pull it up, it's dripping back down into yolk the porn. I throw you want in. yolk porn? A hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. But I'm a look. I'm a poached egg fan. I love it. I want them as often as possible. <laughs> I say. I think. I think. If I had had to pick my last meal, it would be some kind of a Benedict. Huh. Because I love the runny yolk. I love what it does. I was on uh, TV news this morning doing a couple different things. One was the. Previously aforementioned to you in the uh, email, Troy Poyo. Hey, everybody. Troy Poyo. Unlimited Troy guacamole. Troy Poyo tostada. Yes. Guacamole. Guacamole. Troy Poyo tostada. And then another station, I did a crab and avocado benedict for Mother's Day. Ooh. Wow. And, and what makes that? Talk about luxurious. Isn't the crab, isn't the avocado, isn't the... English muffin that came from 
uh, place near Los Angeles. It was unbelievable that somebody gave me. It was the yolk that runs into all of this with the hollandaise sauce. The whole thing was fantastic. It's like a deliciousness binder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it marries yeah. with everything that's in there, but it's got its own little flavor profile as well, but it plays yeah. well with others. <laughs> Speaking of binder, just to talk more barbecue-ish stuff for yeah. your audience right. so we don't get too far afield. Uh, our recent episode of yesterday was the Arby's uh, uh, beef, beef and, and cheddar. cheddar, and I did a I did a, a little prime rib on my grill. Um, but as a binder, I usually use mustard. Mm -hmm. In this case, I used QP uh, Japanese mayo. Oh, and it was so damn good. Yeah. Well, I mean, mayo is just uh, an oil. Right, yeah, so that's absolutely. You know, there's no flavor that's going to be on it, no. obviously, and uh, I think. And I, I knew as I was putting it on, I could hear people at home going, <gasps> thinking it's going like to be disgusting. Mayo. It's going to be just like one giant mayo blob of meat. Yeah, which wasn't. Did I ever tell you the Arby's brisket secret? No. So years ago, when the brisket sandwich originally came out, I somehow secured the. Uh, the culinary director for, for Arby's on the show, and we interviewed him about the brisket sandwich. Because back then, you know, I was really critical about fast food brisket at all. And I said, you know, I was kind of taking this guy to task. And I said, and oh, by the way, not like you took Kent Rollins no, to task about No, no, I've, I've mellowed Nothing in my like older that. years. And I was like, oh, by Go the ahead. way, what's with this mayo on your brisket sandwich? There's no brisket sandwich I've ever heard of that has mayo on it. And he said, well, you're right, but let me tell you something. Or let me ask you something. Did you taste mayo? And I said, no. He's like, right. Let me tell you what happens then. We pile mm. on our brisket. Mm. But before we do that, there's just a nice little base layer of mayonnaise. What happens is that mayo picks up all Melts. of the brisket flavor. Mm. Then you take a bite of it, and the mayo is coating your mouth, giving you a much more beefy presence without mm. having to just stack a crap load of beef on there. They're tricking you. They can get away it's an with using less interesting beef, concept. Yeah, but yeah. it's coating your mouth with that beef flavor. Mouthfeel. Yes, and I was wow. like, wow. So ever since then, I've been you know, even more like of a that. mayo champion. But that's, So if you ever want to trick somebody... You can just uh, no. put a little mayo on something. That's why I like mayo on my burger, too, because I think it adds a little bit more of a beefy flavor yeah, to too. it. Yeah, of course. So um, can we talk a little bit about something that amazes me? And I think you can talk on the subject a bit uniquely because you are now solidly in that restaurant business part of the world. Mm. And I wonder if it's a Should nationwide thing. Should I be chewing thing. ice for this conversation? Doing what? Should I be chewing ice for this conversation? No, I got you covered. Um, okay, I wonder if it's a nationwide thing or if it's just like a regional thing for me here in Cleveland. Yep. There's a local chain here called Swenson's, known for their burgers. Uh, specifically, the Galley Boy Burger is their signature burger. But they have yep. all kinds of different burgers. And it's a... Um, uh, hop restaurant so you pull in turn your lights on and some college age lad comes dashing out at breakneck speed to take your order 
Then he runs back in, and then 10 minutes later, uh, he comes back with the food and hangs it in your car. No roller skates. But it's, what does that mean, hangs it in your car? He's got this, they have a special tray that they open your door, and then they hang it on the door. And so when it closes, it's right over the driver, and then you you know divvy it out if you have oh i get it it sits on like the the i get you yeah you know it sits on the uh the god okay yeah on the on the window sill kind of area on the window sill thing yeah yeah yeah. so and then he runs away and if you need him uh, they tell you to turn your lights off and if you need him again you turn your lights on so that's how you hail the guest. i love that i love that system here's the deal there's a new one going up a quarter of a mile from my house at this intersection and it's the buzz is is deafening. And you see the posts on Facebook. Oh, Swenson's coming. I just ate at the Cuyahoga Falls Swenson. So I just ate the one over in uh, 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 Severance Circle. Bubba. There, I've never seen one negative friggin' post. I've eaten there no less. I've eaten at the flagship location just north of Akron. I've eaten at two or three other ones. And I'm telling you right now, if this isn't the definition of average at fucking best, I don't know what is. And I've tried it, and I've tried it, and nary a word other than the highest praise possible. How can this be? I have a trained okay. burger palate, and I'm no, not talking about You've anything else. Look, we, but what are we doing You don't have here? to say burger palate. I know you have a good palate. Uh, let me just tell you something, and I know you don't drink, but I'm going to draw an analogy All to right. one alcohol. Yes. Patron tequila. Okay. I've had it. Patron tequila. By itself. Nobody else around. Desert Island. It's pretty good. But the second, the second you put almost anybody else's tequila beside it and you taste them side by side, suddenly Patron is like, what the fuck? That shit is not good. There's this little thing in the world, Greggy. It's called marketing. And some, you know what they say? They say if you put like a six people on a street corner and they all look up, soon there will be 30, 40 people all looking up. Yes. A crowd follows a crowd. I would look up. I don't know how Swenson's managed to do it, and I've not had one. So not fair to, for me to say that they blow or they're great or they're moderate. But I trust your opinion. And I think there's a crowd behavior that gets behind some of these things, like Patron. I'm telling you, if you're a tequila person, go look for something called Gran Centenario. G-R-A-N. Centenario. Centenario. I don't know. (laughs) C-E-N-T-A-R-I-O. Something like that. Uh, It's really good. It's less expensive, and it kicks the shit out of it. Like many burger places are going to kick the shit out of Swenson's. Yeah. But somehow they've got this herd mentality behind them that, that manages to push it up the ladder. Mm. And I don't get it. And I don't want to reward that behavior. I don't want to reward them with, with my behavior of supporting. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And my kids are oh, look, there's good to- my kids are, are brainwashed. They love it. They they go to fifteen minutes out of the way when they could well, stop at the why? Wendy's and get a burger, but they I don't okay. know. We got to go to Wendy's. I, I get you've got a you've got a you've got a college child yeah. and uh, and a, a high school child and then younger two yeah. and so 
Yep, yep, yeah. So that was the I said and younger. Two high school kids. No, I said All right. High school, college and yeah. How much of it is the guy running from the door to the car <laughs> and the thing that sits inside on the the ledge? There's a mystique. Yeah. There's a whole thing. I before I ate there the first time. I that's See, all, the problem that's is all that brought me you're in. You're too old. Right? Listen, you're too old. You're too ensconced in the food world of how it tastes. And I get, look, I get that. But your kids and other people are like, they're just taken by the whole process. The experience? Yes. Yes, but sometimes. Let it happen for them. So, oh, wow. That was highly unprofessional. I want to say I was just in the middle of that. Wednesday night, when I was at Knife in Dallas. I mean, the food the food comparison is totally different. But you can't there, not even in the same. But sentence. there there was it was in the swanky hotel. The the, the there was like flames going around, and it was you know highly visually aesthetically pleasing. Uh, the people that I was with, uh, people that I. Would love to always have a, a dinner with every now and again and share a conversation and talk inside baseball about the industry and you know, all things that can uh, elevate a rather average food experience. But at some point, you have to eat the food. And no matter the mystique and the hot dudes racing your burgers to the car and the, the neon sign and the 75,000 other people that are cramming in there because they've fallen victim as well. At some point, the food has to speak for itself. And when you bite into the galley Look, boy with the olive spear down on top of it, and you take your first bite and you swallow, you go, eh. Meanwhile, that place is going to nah. be printing money for the next six months as soon as that opens in lose the look lose the it. anger because that's a, lose the anger because that's a lot of life. And what about Skeeter? No, don't start me with Skeeter. <laughs> Look, the only the only viewer name I have in my head right now is Alfonso from early on. Yes, Alfonso. And Alfonso would probably say, "Look, Greg, take a step back, appreciate it for what it is, but don't go there expecting to have an experience, a food experience like Knife, or in your backyard, or other places like that." appreciate it for what it is you can't be disappointed if you don't have greater expectations in the places prepared to deliver yes but if everybody reads the reviews of what how you, awesome it is then wait, i mean not, what do you expect wait did we not have this conversation a couple minutes ago about why should we care what somebody else does for a living how they want to live their life when they want to retire right why are you getting mad at Swenson's that on the West Coast, or maybe it was Canada, I don't even remember anymore, years ago, it used to be an ice cream place. Why are you getting mad that they're successful? You don't have, no, if you had a I'm burger not. place. I'm not mad listen, that they're successful. Oh, you're not mad? No, oh, really? Of course not. Huh. I'd like to do a quick viewer poll right now, take 10 <laughs> phone calls, or have ten the first 10 people to email you. You're not mad about no, Swenson's success? I'm not Swenson's mad success? about their success. Good for them. Oh, they've, interesting. They've interesting. found a right. way to perpetuate 
some kind I know of what you're an saying. I'm just telling you. The fact that you use the term perpetuate. Yeah. I'm not there's angry. A, some anger no. in there somewhere. There, I'm angry. Greg, I'm angry because. Greg, listen. There, Hands at heart center. We're going to talk tomorrow. We're going to work this out no. on the phone. It's going to be fine. You see, you see put off your one thirty. You see what? Put I'm off saying, your right? one thirty Peter bit selling session to the guy down the street. You'll sell him his truck later in the day. We need to work ourselves through this. Well, I, I'm here for you, buddy. Number one, let me say this with peace right. and love. I am anybody very listening. Happy. Send Greg an email. Is Greg ang- does Greg is Greg happy. harboring no. some anger about no. Swenson's? Not success. I'm I'm the only. The only anger that I harbor about Swenson's is that it's not as good as everybody is purporting it to be. I'm happy for their success. Good for them. (laughs) You're not happy for their success at all. I am. You listen to your early comments. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Look, I'm an angry guy. I say it all the time. Okay, good. If you say I'm Whatever. angry one more time, I'm going to never talk to you again. I'm not angry. <laughs> you're going to punch me in the face That's 14 right. times. Peace and love. You're peace right. You're not angry. Love. No, I'm not. I'm warning you with peace and love. Not angry. All right. Alfonso, what do you think? Alfonso wants to know if he can win some of Sam's knives. And I said, no way. We've given enough away on this show, goddammit. No, what have you given away tonight? Hey, here's I heard the- about the books. Well, I gave okay, away tell two you books, and I tell don't you know what. if you remember seeing this or not, but we gave away the Malcolm that. and May yeah, drink koozie, of course. I do. Tell you what, you get me an address for Alfonso, I'll send Alfonso a night. You don't know where he lives. I'm not even going to do that. Does it matter? Look at this. Is he Here's in this country? Chris Mohering. Greg is completely correct. Mediocre this is not the question. Did I, ask you to, did I ask you to judge Swenson's Chris Mohering? I did not. I said, just tell me this. Is Greg angry about Swenson's? Success. That's all I wanted to know. Angry about success. Oh, you're angry about everything. Though. Now you're <laughs> checking your phone. What the hell? You've been looking off to your left for most of my uh, conversation tonight, and now you're looking at Is your wife telling you time to wrap it up? No, negative. Who's angry now? Is it bang o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at this. Uh, Show you this. Alfonso right here. Send me the knives, he's saying. Send me the knives. No, I said knife, Alfonso. Well, he says knives, so here we go. No, he's not getting it. They'll break it in half. Oh, well, look at what you've invited on your own. Here's uh, Austin Parsons. (laughs) I just saw Greg is angry. Greg is angry. Can I have a knife, too? This is all of a sudden costing you a lot of money with my anger. No, I said Alfonso. I know, but now Austin wants in on it. I can't help it. Whatever. I don't know uh, Austin. I've not used his name four times tonight. Let's wrap up. Sam, you've said it oh, all right. once again. You have uh, done a <laughs> tremendous <laughs> monthly show appearance. We've been we a have, bit combative tonight. Have we been a bit combative? We've diagnosed that I am uh, subconsciously angry at Swenson's success. Perhaps not even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Outwardly bitter and angry, which I'll have to work on next month and uh, come to some kind of uh, closure agreement with that. And <laughs> we don't want jellied egg yolk on our steak. We want a hot egg yolk on our steak. We agree there, of course. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. uh, we don't want to be left wanting. And hanger steak is something that we should all be trying if we haven't 
tried yet. If you haven't had it, get hanger steak. I yep. told Gre- I told Greg uh, uh, private, quiet, not privately. We were talking Off earlier air. today. <laughs> Off air, I said uh, I went to buy some steak for a thing we did on Sunday night with the family. I wanted Kelly wanted skirt steak, and I knew I wanted some of the hanger steak because we'd done it on the the show a week or two before, and it was so good. The skirt steak was $31 a pound. And I looked at the price in the case. This is a really good butcher. 31. I looked at the price in the case and I looked at the guy and I go, that, that's wrong, right? He goes, what? I go, the skirt steak price is $31. He goes, it's Kobe. It's Kobe skirt goes, steak. No, it's not. He goes, the <laughs> prices have just been insane. Yeah. The hanger steak, on the other hand, was like 19 bucks a pound. So delicious. Wow. If you're not aware of hanger steak, please find it. Mm. They used, as I said on the, not to repeat for people, as I said on the on the YouTube episode when we uh, shot it, they used to call it the uh, the, uh, butcher's, the butcher's cut. cut because the butchers would keep it for themselves. It was that freaking good. They knew. It's a cross between ribeye and taste and tenderloin in tenderness. Mm. You have to try it. If you haven't you have watched to. the video, so just go back to the Sam the Cooking Guy YouTube channel. It was, I think, last yeah, week that it, it was released. It's the steak and potato and egg video. The potatoes, and- Anna. Crispy, multiple layers of potato. But more importantly, eggs with, what's that called again? Oh, yeah. Runny freaking yolk. Yeah. That you can do something with. Sorry. Is sorry, the, like, the potato thing right. looked really good was great but i don't think i want to put in the labor to do that like it's diff- like oh, it's it's see, tough to see, watch to because you I know editing you, if, mm, i mean how long did it really take to do that small pan half an hour no come on what if i'm not talking to the camera and i'm just making it standing in my kitchen right there yeah making it i take a potato i peel it what's that take I'm talking seconds? about like mandolining saying, it and then building. I've it. got a little. I've got a very easy mandolin. Boom, 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 boom. That's done in one minute. So now I'm at one minute and ten seconds. I got to melt some butter. That's thirty seconds. I melt it in the get it in the pan, and then I start layering the potatoes and brushing it with butter and garlic and salt and pepper. And could I pull that off in ten minutes? A thousand percent. Maybe. And then it cooks for what? Forty-five minutes. I mean, it, it looks good, but, but I, I was like, you know what? I think there's there's a lot of layering going on. No, there yes, is layering. Of course there easy. was. You blew through 90% Potatoes of it. In. What do you want to sit there for 20 minutes while I talk and take my time you and see what Max I'm saying? gets his shots? No, it's because it's TV or internet or whatever the hell you want to call it, YouTube. Yeah. Do you want to sit there where Max goes, okay, hold on, wait one second, let me change the camera over here. Hold on, let me come around behind you. Let me do this. Wait, can you do that again? No, I'm telling you, if it was just me doing it by myself, nobody here, earbuds in, let's start stern. I could plow through that thing in about 15 minutes, no problem. Then it cooks in an hour, but you can't count cooking time. I'm not cooking this? cooking Especially time. Especially this the audience just the that build. does things for 16 hours at a time. All right. It looked delicious. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I was Look, I wanted to I do say, it. Here's what I say. Don't eat the same stuff all the time. 
You will not grow. You will not get better. You will not try new things unless you push yourself a little bit. And lose the anger about Swenson's. Austin Parsons is weighing in. Hilarious. They hilarious that they threw two segments and start wrapping up and finally start talking about Sam's recipe. <laughs> These people don't understand the magic we're letting them be involved in before we talk about the softball stuff of Sam's recipes. I mean, any idiot can interview Sam about his recipes. I mean, come on. You know what I'm talking about? We're, we're digging into real-life situations. No, yeah, 100%. All right. Look, 100%, 100%. All right, Sam, uh, let's wrap up. You've said it all. And uh, once again, another great monthly segment. So funny. And June, we'll be here in June. Oh, and by the way, I have to wrangle you and Sean and, uh, and Nick Solaris up to do our one-year COVID anniversary uh, you know, look let's back. Let's go. Bring, and it, see on. Where Bring it on, baby. I'll be in touch with that. But until then, by the uh, way, yes. By the way, one last thing before we go. Your daughter's completely robbed you of your most recent barbecue Central American Idol. Right, well, you were so this is good. great. I want give me your honest you were opinion. So good, honestly. Give me your honest opinion on the on the bit. I'm not worried about like if uh, I sounded good well, or I'll not. Like what do you think? What do you think? I'm not a fan of the bit. You know that. I've told you that. And I don't like that you make me say this honestly and openly in front of your people. Please do. But I'm not a fan of it because I it's not good singing. Sing well, no, it's not good singing. <laughs> but you surprised the f out of me. You're really good, and I think your daughters couldn't see it just because they're your daughters. I think they, they really enjoy. They really enjoy judging. <laughs> I think they do, but like they pick Ricer's song because it was hip hop or whatever yeah, the hell. It was it, very it, left it was field rap. It was it wasn't. It was singing. rap. Yeah. That's and, what. And he no, wrote some of his singing. own lines and. No, and uh, and who's saying who's saying uh, Johnny Cash? John Solberg, Michigan embedded correspondent. Solberg. It was it was really good. Yeah, did you? And I feel bad about for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Look, I've already pissed all over little Dougie Shiding. Yes, I'm not so sure Doug should be signing up for this competition next year. <laughs> Just going to be honest. With Trust everybody. me, Doug will be the first one to tell you that he is not signed up for the first two years. He's doing it because I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. he is. Of course uh, he I got to send you if you didn't hear his first song from last year. I don't need year, a CD. No, 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 oh. no. I'll just oh, I'll gosh. just send you what he did last year, so you can oh, hear please. the improvement. Please do market improvement. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, well, uh, look, I apologize to your audience because we barely covered any sort of real food talk. We didn't talk about uh, you know stick smokers and pellets and right and uh, pit barrel cooking and pit barrel cooking. Right. Though I love my pit barrel cooker. I'll be honest with you. Very love good. my Traeger. Uh, but we do take our stuff in a slightly different direction, and I don't think it's a bad right. thing. I'm so here's what's going to happen next month. I'm going to show these people what time it is. I'm going to put together an agenda that is only cooking. We will not deviate. I will not allow me or you to deviate. I will quickly return us back to task, and we will have it's not, it's not, a full monthly not, segment of cooking. Listen to me, not. Yes freaking possible not possible if we put our collective you say hello, minds to you it. say hello and somehow we're in a different direction <laughs> well i'm telling you we could let's just uh, let's consider see. it a challenge and okay and then the, then they could pick they could yes. pick between tonight's complete randomness yeah 
and then what happens next month and they they can be the judge write this down in your little log there barbecue boy there yep. you go yep uh not june in july a poll beginning of the month uh or the end of june do they prefer the randomness or the stick to the schedule rigidity of what you're proposing all right only food all right so i will get that poll ready to go and we will see what happens and uh, maybe we should attempt to try it too just to see cuz i don't you know i think like the first couple interviews we ever did were fairly food related but yeah. uh you know uh this is uh we'll put it up to the vote we'll see what happens anyway look okay. sam you said it all <laughs> you but said that three times. monthly segment beyond compare and uh, we can only imagine what june is going to bring us if you can't get enough of sam you should make sure that you're subscribed to him over at youtube where almost three million people are for videos that are released monday wednesday and friday hit the subscribe button and ding the bell and join the club and do whatever else there is available so you can have the insight to everything Tomorrow is a ridiculously large uh, sheet pan nachos and a margarita in observance of Cinco. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. So be ready. And uh, as always, Sam, I appreciate the time, and we will see you in June. You're awesome. All right. See there everybody. he is. Thanks. Sam, the cooking guy, right there. Thecookingguy.com's website. You can also follow him over on Instagram. But if you're not subscribed, make sure that you're over there on YouTube. Where he's doing his thing three times a week. And we will run the poll. Random talk with cooking sprinkled in. I got to be honest. On my agenda, I had to ask him about Kent Rollins. I asked about his YouTube subscribership. If he would be doing TV or the show in 10 years. If there would be normal TV in 10 years. We talked about the steak, egg, and potato. We talked about the sensation of restaurants that are average. They get overhyped for average food. And we don't discredit them or feel bad for their success or, or angered about that. I didn't ask about the garlic press. Damn it! See what happens when you get off track. There's at least three or four things that I didn't get to. Next month, for sure. Next month, for sure. Hey, I'll talk to you quickly about Pits and Spits. Since 1983, Pits and Spits has been handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas, establishing itself as one of the premier brands in high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7- and 10-gauge stainless steel in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit, and a 304 stainless roll-top lid and front shelf on every single smoker. Why does it matter? By using higher quality materials, pits and spit smokers reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. By providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease or smoke leaking out of the barrel or that grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard. And a 304 stainless steel, you get an heirloom quality piece of equipment you can pass down to your kids. Where some companies focus on being a low-cost provider, pits and spits focuses on craftsmanship, and quality materials. If there's cheaper ways to make them, we know there are. But they don't like tack welds and cheap stainless and electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of the design and standards, not something you find in the other stuff. 
Steel suppliers supply materials to be used in some of the harshest environments around, so you know they can perform in any and all conditions. And their controllers are made right here in the States. They have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Call them if you have questions. Ask for Koi. Tell them I sent you. 844-650-6250. Visit their website, pitsandspits.com, all spelled out. Or see their pits in the wild across social media at their handle at pitsandspits. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And this portion being brought to you by Vortic Watches. Vortic Watch Company is a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches like this one right here and turn them into wrist watches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information. And we thank Sam, the cooking guy, for joining us as we get ready to tear on out of here. Way over, but that was expected, of course. All the way back in the first hour was Malcolm Reed from How to Barbecue Right. Then we talked with Mike Lang from Another Pint Please, AnotherPintPlease.com. You can go to his website and order his new book, One Beer Grilling. It will be starting to deliver and or hitting your porches on the 11th, which is a week from now. However, you can pre-order right now. Get your hot little hands on it wherever books are sold, Amazon or through anotherpintplease.com or various other retail locations. And then in the second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy joined me. Thecookingguy.com is the website. And you can find him on YouTube releasing videos three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead is in, amongst others. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.